Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's another episode of Conduits of Trouble. Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist. And, uh, Chip, we can just start off with the obvious big story. It is Green Bay Packers Week. Packers Week. Packers, is, uh, Green Bay Packers Week. You like it this early? Uh, if I'm the Vikings, I love it because I can go to Lambeau Field when it's not going to be snowy sure. as a fan. No, as a fan, I think it's far more intriguing when it's yeah. played. I and, and I'm surprised because uh, week two was played at Lambeau last year. Yeah. And so I thought they might flip-flop it for this year and have the Vikings going there late and the Packers coming here early. They don't. Uh, but if I'm the Vikings <laughs> and, I yeah. get to, and I get to keep Kirk Cousins out of uh, – I don't know, sure. twenty yeah. below, or twenty degrees, three below. Yeah. I'm well, happy. remember last year it was it was hot, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I like it. But when it's anytime you have like a division game or like in college when you have a big game, I always like them at the end of the year because it adds a little more drama if you if there's something on the line. Packers but, are here late though for they're late the night yeah. for the prime time. Sure. Game. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because this has a different feel because the Packers are so different. If that makes you know, oh, it does. defensively, offensively, new coach. Past couple of years, it's like all right, Aaron Rodgers and you know Jordy Nelson. You got to defend. It's basically like the same storyline, right? How's them going to defense going to stop that? Now it's new coach, new offense, new a lot of new uh, players on defense. Um, you think the Packers' defense, based off one game, is better? How how much better? I think their defense is going to be Vikings' new offense. I, I think the Packers' defense is going to be legit. Now, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that they're in the Bears or Vikings stratosphere yeah. defensively, uh, and th- and it's going to take them a while if they are going to get there to get to that point. But I do think this defense now. Listen, Aaron Rodgers post game in Soldier Field. Have you seen him? No. When's the last time you saw him that happy? And they only scored ten points. That I wasn't because of his offense. Normally, he'd be pouting if they scored ten points. Yes, but what do you say to Michelle Tafoy? He's like, "We got a defense. We got a defense." You know? And he went and and he bumped uh, Mike Pettin, their DC. On yeah. the, but this that's as happy as I've seen Aaron probably three years. Four and that's years. the thing. That's the thing about that defense. They neglected it for so long, and Dom Capers' his scheme was just kind of archaic. And now you bring in what Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. I was looking it up. Um, Kenny Clark is a Kenny Clark. Lot. Yes, and Zadarius Smith. I looked it up. Him and and Daniel Hunter led the NFL with pressures in Week One. Both had ten. Interesting. Okay. Both had I ten knew pressures. Did. I didn't now, know. That's Pro Football Focus. Yeah. They, yeah. Wow. So Zadarius Smith had ten, ten pressures too. And, and looking at the 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 Packers, the dope sheet. Um, oh, did you get the dope? I sheet? I got the dope sheet. Yeah. Love the dope sheet. For people who don't know, the dope sheet is the Packers uh, preview material that they give uh, media yes. members. It's great. I mean, it's chock full of just 
great insight, really. Actually, when I when the, the two years that I spent covering the Packers for the Star Tribune, I made the dope sheet. You did because it said it, it basically said oh. ima- imagine a what was the scenario? Imagine a Philadelphia reporter covering Washington <laughs> or something. Well, we've got a Minneapolis reporter covering. A, I made the do- and, and it was a st- and, and they didn't change it. It stayed there like all, all year, year to be like, look how big we are. It's one of those standard notes that every. Yes, pack. it was a standard note. I made the dope sheet. In fact, I think I saved one. I'll you show it to say, you sometime. Yeah, you have to, but it, ba- awesome. it basically I said, it. it basically said, look at look at us. That is we got great. a Minneapolis guy here. And you, what do you got? Still one of the all time interesting moves by the Star Tribune. Well, it was actually at the time it it was smart. The so this was after the the. Internet started to boom that first time. Yeah. And then, if you remember, it crashed completely. And I think newspapers were like, oh, thank God, the Internet's not going to succeed because they were still you know, saying, oh, we're going to sell papers mm-hmm. and sell advertising. And I remember the reason I was given for it was um, the Pioneer Press was going into western Wisconsin sure. to cover preps big time. Yeah. And they were doing a really good job. And, and Keith Moyer, the publisher of the Star Tribune at the time, was basically like, what can we do that would appeal to wisconsin people in the twin cities and he's like let's go cover the packers <laughs> it was and it was uh, scott gillespie uh, gillespie who was our editor at the yep. time big packers fan. he loved the packers um so for, for people who don't that was 2000 and early was, 2000s it was they yeah they sent me so they sent me for they got the idea during it must have been during training camp 2003 so the first the first thing i ever covered which was tough to do is i went in for the first game in the remodeled lambo against the vikings which the Packers lost that game, and I covered week one of that season through the end of the playoff run, which is which is the one that went to uh, Philadelphia, and they yeah. lost. They blew the fourteen. I think they had a fourteen zero yeah. lead. And then two thousand four, though, I went back for training camp, which was great, and covered them straight through. And the last thing I think I covered in an official capacity for the Star Tribune related to the Packers was the Aaron Rodgers draft, because I oh, covered wow. the April of, yeah, it would have been April of two thousand five. And then I think they decided to put me on the Vikings beat with Seifert mm-hmm. a few months after that. So the last thing I covered was watching watching wow. Aaron Rodgers fall to the Packers and the Packers make that pick, which at the time is a huge deal because everyone kept wondering at that time, when are they going to take Brett's replacement? Mm-hmm. And, of course, Brett didn't like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was some, that was some in- wow. interesting times. But I went to cover – so in 2004, I went to cover training camp in – it was, must have been late July – I did not come home again here until Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness! You had an apartment, the whole thing. I, I had a yeah. yeah how did they, the Star Tribune apartment? It I don't know. If we ever talked to us. How did they? Uh, how did like players and coaches treat you? The players don't care. Well, and players don't. But the players to, or, uh, and just team officials were like, "What is this guy doing here?" Well, at first they thought it was really weird, and, and I remember I think there was some there was some hesitancy. It might have come from Mike Sherman, the head coach at the time, to allow me, me to watch practice because visiting media aren't allowed to watch practices. Oh, so yeah, and you're well, no, you're, and then Jeff Blum, their PR director at the time, who I think is a is a New Hope guy, Blum basically is like, no, this guy is here for good. He's like covering us, and so Mike's like, okay, that's fine. And plus, you know, you you watch basically stretching. Yeah, you're watching. Yeah, you're watching nothing. Yeah, but I think at first they thought, what's, is he a spy? What's this about? <laughs> is, is he a Vikings fan? Is he a spy? And then after that, they're like, but that was the first time, Ship. I realized players don't care. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Players only care. My experience is players, especially in that sport, they only care if you're on ESPN. 
If yeah. you're not on ESPN, they don't know the beat guys. Like they they know their faces, they know, but but a lot of times you're a face in the crowd. But you're facing right. Yeah, exactly. Unless you are, unless you are a preeminent, you know, local guy, because they come and go, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not like they care. Yeah. So it it was odd though. It was odd, and it was. I think fans here at, at first were like, "This is the stupidest thing I've seen." <laughs> but you know, keep in mind, before the Vikings yeah. in '61, the Packers were the team here. And, and a lot of those people, to Moyer's point, at that time, still bought papers. Well, there's, I don't know what percentage it is, but there's Packers fans that live in this metro area. And, Absolutely. And even, you know, it's funny, Cousins talked about it yesterday. He said, you know, somebody asked him about the rivalry, and he said, it's one of those, he said, it feels like college, or like Michigan, Michigan State, where you might have a neighbor or coworkers, you know, a buddy, whoever, that's a Packer fan. So I think there's, you know, obviously, there are people from Wisconsin that come here to work and live or whatever. That well, and games in Green Bay do feel like college games. Yeah, oh, that parking that, lot, yeah. that atmosphere. It's that, still my favorite. It's my favorite NFL venue. Oh, mine too. Just for, the thing for, for, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's it's you're in a small town, but then you're just driving through neighborhoods, and all of a sudden, whoa, there's Lambo, like in the middle of a you know, it just rises in the middle up. of a neighborhood. And, and now they've changed it since we when we were on the oh, beat. I mean, it's, it's more it's more well, built up commercial. They bought those houses. The Packers right? bought everything around there yeah. that they possibly could. But when I first got there, they had they had Lambo had been redone, so it looked really really good. Like yeah. their their redo of that was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it was still you know sort of quaint and the area. But now they've they bought that Kmart, knocked her down. Mm-hmm. They bought the Packers. It's ba- it's basically become and it's genius, but it's basically become. Packer football Disneyland. So, do they own that land around, like where that new hotel is? Yes, they bought all that land. Didn't, and did they buy all those party houses on Lombardi? I think they tried. I think they tried. I well, think, what's amazing is they have these houses that did. people turn into party houses. I don't even know if people live there. It's just they, they might not now. But they bought. They basically went, went through and decided to attempt to buy up everything. And it's smart. I would too. Yeah. But it makes it more corporate. Yeah, it's it not makes the same thing. Corporate. Yeah, when you go over there, it's it's totally different. But than covering what it was. a game, yeah, that it's place, great. It, yeah. it's a great place. The only thing, the only other place that I think I ever covered a game where I can draw any type of parallel whatsoever was Kansas City. Kansas City. I think those two are. are and, bu- and Buffalo's unique. Yeah, but I think Kansas City and, and Green Bay are the two where you feel like. Maybe because the tailgate, maybe because the stadium, whatever, where, where it just feels like a college type atmosphere. The, the amazing thing about Green Bay to me, though, was this: being there in seasonship was fantastic. Like I loved it. Oh, you did. It was. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely loved it. It it revolved around the Packers and football. Yeah. And so it went from being yes, it's a small town, but when everything and Friday nights are all about the upcoming Packer game and fans are coming mm-hmm. in, and, and at that time they were so excited to see Brett Favre. I mean, there there was we. We one night downtown met some guys who basically talked about they had come in. I'm not kidding you from like England, London. <laughs> and they're like, we're here to see the number four. We just want to see the number four. And that's all they talked about. And it's like, that was really cool. Think about it. They've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So they're going to be good if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback typically, right? Yes. What would that town be like if they're bad? Like just well, four I can, and I can tell you bad. this. So I loved Green Bay during the season, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, I'll go back and cover things like off-season camps once in a while, or the draft, it was awful. <laughs> it's got nothing. Yeah. During the off-season, it's not, I shouldn't say awful. It's but, different. But it's different. Yeah. It's got, the character is sapped. The, uh, the, the smell of the paper mill stench in the spring is way worse. But it's so funny. It's like a different town. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, th- this is the type of town yeah. 
that shows up in documentaries that aren't necessarily favorable. favorable yeah. The football thing is great. Um, but your QB question, this is why I think the Lord looked down on the Vikings and said to, to the Bears, take Trubisky. Because I think God knows we can't handle it. If <laughs> the Packers got 20-plus years of Favre, Rodgers, and then if – the Bears are taking Patrick Mahomes, oh. so I think it evens itself yeah, out exactly because you're you're right. It's incredible. Well, that's, I, well, I always said uh, Packers and and the Colts when you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck yep. that there's a generation of kids that and people that have no idea about bad quarterback play. They're not kids anymore. No, they're that's yeah. the scary thing. Yeah, I mean, think about you almost get I don't know what's the spoiled by it, but yes. They might, I wonder if those fans of those two franchises look around and be like, you see all these franchises just cycle through quarterbacks and have so much bad quarterback play. And well, the Colts are weird. They realize how fortunate they are to have this long a stretch of, of, course, yeah. of, of really high-level quarterback play. The Colts are weird because luck's done now, yeah. one. But two, they really did a great job of tanking to get him. Yeah, like That was, that was very smart. The Packers one is Aaron Rodgers fell to you at, what, 23, 24? Yeah, it was, yeah. And by the way, the Vikings had two picks in that draft. So the Packers one is more Ron Wolf like Favre, and Ron Wolf was a great executive, so I get that. But here you go get this guy who was seemingly sort of a buffoon for the Falcons, turns into a genera- you know, Hall yeah. of Fame quarterback, and then Aaron Rodgers just falls to you, and Ted's like, oh, I'll stop your fall. So in your pre-draft coverage, uh, was the expectation they were going to take a quarterback in that draft? No. No, in fact, and here's the other funny thing about that. Uh, I believe the year, was it the year before that that I covered the draft? I think it was the year before that. Uh, Mike Sherman's still in charge at that time because he was removed not as coach but as uh, GM yeah. after they lost to the Vikings in the 2000, it was in January 2005 and 2004 playoffs. Mike Sherman loved or really liked J.P. Lossman, and Buffalo Ooh. got him first. <laughs> the Packers wanted to take J.P. Lossman. That was the 2000, what would have been the 2004 draft angle. The 2005 draft, and, and th- okay, so this to me, Tell me if you think I'm crazier, because I will say this to my dying day. It's 14 years. But my contention now is, think about this. The 2005 draft, San Francisco was either going to take Rodgers or Alex Smith. And then there was pretty much a, a feeling of, okay, whichever one they don't take is going to fall. Because everybody else after them didn't have a great yeah. need at that time for a quarterback. And I've always said... Can you ever imagine that, like in today's football, happening again? No, no. Somebody no, would come up with Aaron Rodgers so quick it would make your head spin. So I wonder at what. At, excuse me. I wonder what point the Packers said. You know, at what point when he's falling, are they like, wait a second, maybe we'll shift our philosophy and take him here, or did they go into it thinking the same thing you just said? Okay, whoever doesn't take him at one, that guy's going to fall. Maybe they're not thinking he's going to fall to 23. Maybe we'll have to trade up and take him. Or did they get on the clock and see him start falling and totally shift their focus to take Rodgers? That was Ted's first draft. Um, Okay, so here's my feeling. And this is just a guess. But my gut is this. I don't think if Sherman had run that draft like he did the previous drafts, I don't think he takes Aaron because he couldn't have taken – because as coach as well – Brett would have been so upset about it. Sure. I don't think that, I don't think, but you know, if he had taken Lossman, I'm, I might be wrong there. 
but I do think the fact that Ted had nothing to do with Brett and didn't really care and said, "Okay, I've I've got the guy," but I think he just fell to him. I really do. And just said, "I'm not, not. We're not passing here. I, yeah, we need a defensive tackle, but we're not." Passing I think they them. just pulled the trigger. Yeah. I really do. I I think that Ted said we can't pass here, and yeah. Ted was right. Yeah, good for him. And well, <laughs> but and so here's my other question though: If Aaron Rodgers has taken, and let's say because I've always said the Vikings passed on him twice, including once for Erasmus James at like 19. Yeah. So let's say the Vikings take yeah. Although the Vikings would, wouldn't have played him. Long question had, short. If a team had taken him and played him immediately with the Tedford mechanics, would he have failed? Because he did yeah. sit for so long and re- and learned a lot of mechanical sure. things. Well, where was Dante at in his career at that point? He's just coming off the coming off the, an the MVP, MVP type MVP-like seat like season. Yeah. So, he, but then he got hurt in 05. and he was. I mean, what was his age at that time? Um. Would he have been like twenty? Probably. Six? Well, he was he was taken in ninety nine. If that helps, so he was drafted in ninety nine by the Vikings with the pick they got. From so twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like he was, you know, obviously far. You need to start thinking about replacement Dante. He didn't start thinking about replacement at that time. Right. But I I guess my grand point is, would you just had him three years in two thousand and in two thousand nineteen? That never happens. Yeah. No. Somebody no, 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 comes no. up and gets you can't have oh, these guys are gonna go one and two and but by the way, the guy that goes two as far as quarterbacks go, he's just gonna free fall. Yeah. Think about twenty it. spots. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, no way. Um Yeah, this it's remarkable. You still think about And because of that the Packers have had it to your point, they now have adults who don't know what it's like. Well, they've gotten tastes. I'd like yeah. to see you people get a full year of Brett Hundley. <laughs> That you've gotten taste or Scott yeah. Tolzine. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see you get a full year. Or like constantly recycling guys trying to find. Absolutely. You know, so, it's, you know, it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm curious to see if, if that if, if the Vikings pass rush can take what they did in that first game, take it on the road and have that kind of impact against Rodgers in that offense. Uh, Zimmer always has a good scheme for him. I'm with you. Because to me, that's the key. Yep. Um, and then the two keys are, can that pass rush be what it was in the first game? Because to me, that just dictated the whole game. And then two, I mean, that offensive game plan, they're, you know, you're not going to have to throw it more than 10 times. That was a total outlier. But can they, can they stop Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and that pass rush? And, 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 and Kenny Clark inside. And Kenny Clark inside, which if you don't have Elf line and Bradbury had as zero said – a very up and down debut. I mean, there are a couple times Jarrett just kind of like took him in. PFF backfield. gave him a zero in pass protection. Yeah, I mean, there was ten passes. But I just remember one one play where Jarrett basically just bowls him and over. Collar told me the uh, the film was also not kind to Elfline at all, and Elfline has not been the same since he got hurt in Philadelphia. I know. So it'll be interesting to see if they can protect Cousins and because they're gonna have to throw the ball more. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, ten. They're gonna throw. Depends ball, how you ten. throw the ball. I think, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like you don't have to go vertical. I don't think know. they're gonna be able to just him stand back there and exactly. air it out. I don't. But if you can get, do quick and you know, I'm sure they'll have. A, I'm sure inside they probably have the same <laughs> concerns. Got, you know, I've got a couple of questions. What's the passing game going to be like to Cook, who can definitely catch the ball? And my uh, my other question is, and you didn't involve. I don't think you targeted this guy once last week. He blocked and played, but Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. Because I don't think, you know, Josh Do- Doxson w- went on the IR today, and he's not done necessarily for the season, but he's done for a while. And I don't think that's a big deal. And I don't yeah. and I don't think BB is a big deal. I think he, he was targeted once and caught the pass on Sunday, Chip. But I really do believe that the 
my curiosity lies with the incorporation of Irv Smith Jr. gradually, I guess, yeah. into the passing game. Well, because it's so hard to know because only threw 10 passes. So it's like, yeah, they didn't target him. They didn't target anyone, really. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Um, so I just want to see kind of what that, uh, you know, the new wrinkles they might have. But what do you think, like, total touches for Cook? I mean, I know they're not going to have the Randy ratio, but I can imagine 25 touches a game, whether it's run and pass. Yeah, I think depending on the situation, that might be that might be on the conservative side. But yeah, I would say twenty five to thirty. I would say twenty five to thirty total touches is very fair. And I do think that when when we talk about expanding the passing game, he's going to be a big part. Yeah, I would. And against this team and against this defense, you're right. You can't just drop Kirk back. I mean, this is I, the important thing to keep in mind from Cousins' standpoint is. The whole Cousins thing and celebrating the fact that he only threw the ball ten times is not a knock against Kirk. No, it's just it's just that it some of it and yeah, it's going to be more than ten. I'm with you, but it also some of it makes it makes sense given the fact that you don't want to make him a sitting duck. Yeah, and it, that that game was a total outlier. I mean, they got up, Zim, so they just run the ball, milk the clock. I mean, they didn't have to throw, so they did. But I agree. Like if that pass rush gets hot and heavy, imagine just like those quick screen uh, little. Swing passes game, to Cook. That I mean, that, was, that could be... That game was offensively what they want to do on steroids, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the blueprint wasn't not what they... Like, the blueprint yeah. wasn't... The number of touches and and passes were off. Yeah. But the blueprint for let's eat clock, mm-hmm. let's run the ball effectively, yeah. let's... let's because, because the deficiencies of that line are such that if you all of a sudden say, oh, we got to throw the ball 45 times, good luck. Yeah, that's not... You know, your quarterback's going to be sacked, and, and unfortunately for Kirk, he's probably going to fumble. Yeah, or throw a pick. I mean, you yeah. Know, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't think they want that. You know, but it'll be interesting. Like, if if you if Zimmer had his druthers, like, what what ratio would it be? 50-50, 60-40, what? Ideal, I think. Ideal, 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 ideal. I think 60-40, don't you? Yeah. I don't think it's 50-50. No. But but again, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I t- this does not need to be. I think the sooner that we all just forget what Cousins' contract says, it's the money spent, including Kirk, by the way. Yeah, the money spent. I mean, it's, it's irrelevant at this point. And so, and I, I did. Uh, I think we talked about this after the game on Sunday, just the two of us. But I did find it intriguing that Kirk made the comment post game Sunday about, hey, you know, might we might get into a 52-51 game. Yeah. And then his Wednesday press conference, he sort of walked that whole thing back and said, I don't care how we win. And, yeah. I know. <laughs> and and I do think somebody probably said, Kirk, this isn't like this isn't about yeah. this is not a referendum on Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It sort of is, well, but it's way more on what they can do to win football games. Yeah. You know, and I said his, his contract's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant for the fact that expectations. When a guy's paid $28 million, you expect him to be. But the fact of the matter is, everyone's seen for year one, you have to have the infrastructure and the right system around him. I and mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think he no. said that in Ben Gessling's. He's not a savior. No, yeah, I mean, you're he right. came he out and said that. that in Ben Gessling's piece uh, yeah. on kickoff the season. He said, I'm not a savior. And so he won't be able to get away from the $28 million. But I think the idea that a lot of us had that, okay, they're paying us a lot of money. He is a savior. Well, it, that's just a false narrative right now, you know. I mean, he's got to play well, mm-hmm. but they had they also as they had to make a bunch of changes infrastructure because they realized he's not a savior. That bringing Gary Kubiak, new system. That's better the, players. That's, that's the potential savior. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, you, that's your yeah. potential saver. I, I think if you if you are still of the mind that that Kirk is being paid all, all this guaranteed cash, what eighty four million dollars over three years, if you're of that mind and you're a Viking fan, my question to be to you would be, okay, do you want to see him put up stats or do you want to win, win football games? Yeah, because I I don't believe that the two go hand in hand. No, and I, and I saw someone I, I forgot somebody did a story or tweeted that for twenty eight million you expect him to pass it worn 10 times it's like well one that's an outlier to yeah. thing but two it's statistically he had one of his better seasons last year right and yeah what, no, where, that's where, the problem. where did i get you <laughs> right that's so that's mean, the it's, problem it's got to be more than he you know fantasy football numbers i mean he needs to play well in big games but he's also if he if it is a 52 51 game i'm not sure they want to get a lot of those and on sunday too guess what he threw 10 passes and i know that's that's very, very few in today's uh, game. It's un- unheard of, probably. But Chip, he played a good game. Yeah. The touchdown pass to Thielen's a hell of a pass. Mm-hmm. The pass he completed to Diggs, the deep pass, is a great pass. Yep. Uh, so it's so it's not like he didn't contribute. Well, and we saw him. I mean, shoot, beginning of last year, like the Packers game, the Rams game, we saw like when he airs it out. So it, it's it's weird because there are times where he can. Those two games, you look at it. He was matching throw for throw. I know, but but it's so go. It but it flies. But in the I don't face. know if that's a if that's a way to live. <laughs> well, it, well, it is for some. It's not for them. Yeah, that the Rams and Packers games in the first within the first four games of last year fly in the face of how this team can win football games. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a it's a terrible idea. Now the the Rams game as a fan was fun to watch. But it shows but that he can do terrible, it. But I, do, I wouldn't want to do it for sixteen. Right. Games. But it's not a model. But it's it, it's a model for failure if you're the Vikings long term. Yeah. Because their model is very clear. Yeah. And right or wrong, it starts with defense, mm-hmm. and it has a quarterback who's responsible, who doesn't have to make a ton of good plays. That as few passes as ten passes might be, what they did on Sunday is at least resembles the model. Mm-hmm. The Rams game and Packers game a year ago did not resemble no. the model at all. They were, and I'm sure Zim would have told you privately, those were awful games yeah, for us. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, let's not do that again. We can't do yeah. that. And and that Packers game, week two of last year, I went back and looked in retrospect because Kirk made some nice throws. And the, the fact that they came back on the road to tie that game, and I, I know the kicking became a comedy of errors, but the fact that they came back to tie that road in, or tie that game in Green Bay was impressive. But if you look at the game book, if you look at how it transpired, if you look at, I think, in the third quarter, they're down by something like, what, 13 points? Mm-hmm. That's not how this team's going to win football games. Yeah, Like, that is a that is a recipe for ultimate failure, which, by the way, 2018 was. Yeah, and that's, yeah, Zim's blueprint's clear. Run the ball, clock management, time of possession. And let your defense and let your de- Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of game this is over there because... I I would be I don't know because that'd be stunned, but I'll be surprised if it's a shootout like it was last year. Something's gone wrong from the Vikings standpoint if that happens. I mean, I think the Packers very yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think the Packers' defense is better. I just don't. Do you think it'd be a shootout? I, I just no. don't see it. I mean, no, I I'm predicting something along the lines of I could see twenty four seventeen. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty four twenty one. How's that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and and if it's not, Zimmer's going to be very unhappy mm-hmm. if, and. and it's not that he would necessarily be uh, dissatisfied with Kirk Cousins, yeah. the defense. Well, yeah, because if he that gets a shootout, got, yeah. you know, that defense got trampled yep. early and then came back. It wasn't that, was that the beginning of when teams were scheming something 
with his defense. Remember, in the, that started with the he, that started at halftime of the playoff game against the Saints, where they were getting bar and matched up. And I know they were yep. and Zimmer and the bar the bar one was really exploited, really Rams. badly by the Rams. But there there was a five and a half game period there. It started with the Saints, Peyton at, at halftime when Breeze. Had that great comeback, which got obviously buried by yeah. the fact that Cousins threw the touch or the Cousins yep. that Keenum threw the touchdown to Diggs. Uh, but then they went to Philadelphia and got embarrassed. And then those first four games of 2018 defensively were not good. Yeah, Buffalo was the third one. Rams was the fourth one. Um, and after that, he he I don't know yeah. he reschemed things and fixed things. What's your level? What Cousins had? What two fumbles that didn't lose any? Yep, but. My level of concern Any? will always be there. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like having a kid. You're, you're <laughs> always going to be concerned, right? Yeah. And the thing is, so the one I think was on some type of botched exchange yeah, with the, the center. Was, he never got it. Um, yeah. The one, the one that really scared me though w- was the one that was a fumble. I think it went out of bounds for like a Called nine yard a loss, passer or incomplete pass. And then they challenged it and and got it overturned to an incomplete pass, but those are the type of hits he can't But that's pay. a free run. I mean, they didn't pick it up. The, the safety had a free run or linebacker who it was. No, but I'm not blaming Cousins. Yeah. I'm saying that's that's the type of thing that concerns me though. Yeah. Because he got annihilated there yeah, from a blind side. And, and that's how you get a herniated disc and you're out for mm-hmm. X amount of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, th- this game to me here's here's the thing I can't get right in my head off week 1. The Vikings impressed me. There's no doubt about that. How bad were the Falcons? You know, it, that was one of those games where, yeah, it's, it's one of those games where it snowballed early, and so they sort of gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, it just got away from them. Like, all right. And Dan Quinn definitely does not have that team. No, it was it was weird. It was, it just got away from so early that it was. And we've seen it a million times when it snowballs on team, right? Yes. Um, so. I mean, I thought they were going to be a tough challenge. I mean, I thought Atlanta was like potential playoff team. So did I. And maybe they still will be. Maybe it's just one of those games they got away from. And they just you know regroup or whatever. But but they really. But yeah. to your point, they sort of gave up. So I can't decide how. Yeah. Because it wasn't like they had a, a vested interest in being like, I, oh, we're going to come back at halftime. I think, and we've seen it before when the Vikings get ahead and their pass rush gets revved up, they make life miserable in for that offenses. building. In that, in that building, Matt they, Ryan looked like a rookie. Games can get away from teams, and and that's what happened. So. Do you got a pick for this weekend yet? I don't. I don't have a good feel for this. I don't have a feel for it. I don't. I don't have a feel for. I, I think I told you this on Condo. Uh, it's a trouble last week. I don't have a feel for the division. I don't like the Lions, but I don't have a feel for the division. Um, I want to see the Vikings on the road. Yeah, you know, until you I see mean, a right, team play on the right road, it's now hard. I might default to the Packers just because they're the home team. That's how I sort of feel like a field. But goal. I don't have. But if, if the Vikings win, I'm not going to, to be surprised. It's weird. I actually have a far better feel for a potential 24-17 final score than I do for who's going to have the 24. Yeah, I think both defenses are good, so I don't I don't think it's shootout, but I I think it's a field goal game either way, and I really don't know. I don't have a strong feeling either way. I mean, I think I would probably lean towards Can the home team. Can they make their field goals this year? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? That was, a Daniel Car- that was a Daniel Carlson hat trick last year. Got yeah. him cut. Yeah. But I don't and also the clay, I remember because I always, I always cover the Packers uh, locker room when we go there because we had uh, two columnists there, but that was the Clay Matthews bogus penalty too. Yeah, which by the way, six weeks after that's not called. No, that no. was a and that cost him the game. Game's over at that point. Yeah, because he threw a pick. Yeah, Cousins threw a pick. Yeah, that was a gift from God though. Yeah, the Vikings, um, if that game is week eight or week nine, 
whatever. Vikings lose that game because that's not there is no flag thrown. Sure, they didn't know what they were throwing flags for, so they just threw just one. threw them. Yeah, at the beginning. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. All right, let's uh, pivot topics here. Golden goal for football. It might not be pretty. Yeah. But it sure is fun. That Fresno State game. Yeah. I stayed up till two. I watched the entire thing. Like there were a ton of mistakes. I'm not saying that there weren't. But they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they it, it was weird because they played very sloppy. A lot of, you know, five fumbles, lost three. Really just killer penalties that kept drives alive. It's a Devers penalty away you, from the play. I know. That one kept it and they score on that. I know. Um like they had those those third down penalties where you're getting off the field and then there's a penalty and you extend a drive and they score. They muff a punt. And so I think all that thing all those things combined and you still win on the road against a pretty good team. Yeah. I mean I'd take it, you know, if I was PJ. I mean you're not happy with all the mistakes and he he went over him you know, Tuesday and he had asked him about him. I said, Is that like a teaching moment where really like one or two penalties can change a game? If it keeps the drive alive and they score, it completely yeah. he said absolutely he pulls out a note card and he had like a index card he said you could tell he had a like bunch of stuff written on him. He said, This is what I read to my team, you know. On the road? Yeah. No question about it. You normally it. lose that game if you do all those things, have five fumbles and um uh, but man, they got some playmakers. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I mean mm-hmm. they they have two NFL receivers. Yeah, and three good ones. And three good ones. And Amon Bell, yeah, he's he that Amon Bell catches, play was fantastic. Think about it, they've had two just ridiculous catches so far and Tyler Johnson has not been hasn't caught one of them, you know. Yep. Bateman, the one handed touchdown in the opener and then that one by Altman Bell. Does Bateman ever drop the football? No. Tyler know, Johnson does, but does yeah. Bateman. And I, I think I'm gonna write this for Saturday is that like I tweeted during the games, like I would throw it to Bateman every time. Like you can't throw it to him enough, right? Right. And you have Tyler Johnson, who's an NFL you know, gonna be an NFL and Ottman Bell is a really good receiver. It's like there's that thought of be like, man, I'd be a pass first team. But then you got they you know they know what their identity they want to be pounded with Rodney Smith and uh, Ibrahim and um, be physical that offensive line so I, I still I talked to PJ about it on Tuesday I, I still get the sense that they're trying to figure out how this whole thing works because before it's like okay we got Rodney and maybe Tyler and that's it I mean there were times a couple years ago where their wide receiver core I mean. Not to disparage him, but it was just not Big Ten caliber. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, we can't really throw the ball. We better just try to run it. And Or it's just you'd had Rodney. And sometimes they had Rodney and Shannon. But now you got four guys, and when Shannon comes back, five guys, and even six, three running backs and three wide receivers that you really like, that you want to get the ball in their hands. And so I think Kirk Chirac is still kind of filling this out. Like, what what is this offense's identity? And I – like, what – is it Bateman and – Johnson, is it running the ball? Well, what's your faith in the quarterback, first of all? Let's start there. Well, he has his – I mean, he he obviously has limitations. He's not big. He doesn't have a big arm. Right. But he's 6-2, and two, and, he, and he makes throws. He That's makes, what I was going to say. He he's, makes plays. He makes throws. He, I mean, he, and, and it's and, not always pretty. No, but I don't care. Yeah. I mean, the, and the Bateman catch against South Dakota State was, was a marvelous play. This is overthrown a little bit. He just sticks But he's that good. Yeah. But, I, you know, but, I can do that with. Well, the Ottman Bell ones, you can't throw any better. Right. So I don't, I, like, I don't think they want to say, okay, we want Tanner Morgan throwing 40 times a game. I understand that. But, I mean, did they take any deep shots against Fresno? No, they did not. They took no no shot that looked like the Bateman play. And maybe that's because of the way the defense is not letting them do it. 
maybe they're doing can't a shell use, coverage. But, but, can't, but can't you use play action with your sure. – I mean, you, you've yeah. got enough you, – you've got a running game that people have to respect. Yeah. That you should be able – I'm not suggesting that you go vertical eight times a game, but how about three? Well, and PJ said – he used the same word that the Vikings have been saying, multiple. Maybe that's the new buzzword for NFL yep. or for football, multiple winner offense. But I do think that – and people say multiple, like that means bounce. I don't think that it's necessarily bounce. I think it's, hey, sometimes we may have to throw the ball 35 times, or sometimes we may just like want to run the ball a lot. And so I think until they can get the matchups they want with Tyler Johnson, that sounds like he's just being blanketed. Like teams mm-hmm. are like, all right, Ty- Johnson's not well, going to South beat Dakota us. State did in, in the first yeah. half of that game. Yeah. He was not going to catch a ball. And it sounds like Fresno did that to some extent, too. Like, okay, this guy's not going to catch it. But. That's the thing. You've still got two other guys down that were unbelievable. And, yeah, and so and, ba- and Bateman has the best hands of any college receiver I've seen at this school in years. And Ottman Bell, that's they they gave him the nickname Crab because he catches everything. He has like real strong hands, so it's like the Crab, you know. Okay. Um, that PJ gave him that nickname, but it, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I, PJ said we're still trying to figure out what we can do and like the personnel and everything. So I think this this I think their offense will evolve as the season goes on and try to figure out. You know the run pass ratio and kind of how they attack teams, but I mean, the good news is they, you know, they're scoring a lot of points and they're and they got weapons. And as I said, they're they fun to watch. Now. Yeah, and they're fun. They're fun to yeah. watch. I I would like to see the offense gain an identity fa- fairly quickly now because yeah. I think I think it's pretty clear. And this is not and this is not to say that Morgan should be throwing the football an absolute ten. But to what you said, I do believe against. Every game you should go in with a, with a um, a goal of three deep shots, sure, and just try it. Yeah. And you know what? If it's if it's a poor pass overthrown, it's overthrown. Yeah, it's not going to be picked then. Yeah, um, Antoine Winfield Jr. Man, yeah, that pick again year year two and and against the, against uh, Fresno State. But if this kid can stay healthy, I know. Well, I was saying this to play. somebody. Imagine. Imagine if Zimmer took him and said, you're going to be my slot nickel. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would, too. Because I, I think he – I don't – maybe he maybe he will be a safety in in the NFL. I see him as a nickel corner. I don't think he's a safety at all. Do, do you? Really? I, I think, well – I think you're right. I think he's a nickel corner because of how physical he is, because he can cover. I think with his size and and, and attributes – if if you played him at safety, you're crazy. Yeah. At, at nickel but he can corner, ball hawk back there. I but mean, at nickel corner. I know he's I know. the old he's the old man. But I contend that he, he the old man's fantastic. Yeah. But I think the junior has athletic ability that goes beyond what Antoine did. Yeah, yeah, and his his instincts are great. Like they're explaining to him, asked him take it through that play, and it's like he was he had to cover the post. He's a smart kid too. Yeah, Strikes he knows football. Really well, kid. he was talking about it's like. He's been studying football with his dad since he was how a kid, seven years old. Like in Prairie, yeah. So his dad would watch his film. He breaks out his film. His dad, he watches Gopher film with him. Like he can get it on his on his computer, and so they and talk. The about old it. man's a football. Well, he's a genius. Savant. Yeah, but he had that. He had the post, and he saw Howden, the other safety, running over to pick up it to to cover that post. So he saw the wide receiver streaking down the sideline, he said, and, and it, I mean, he processed this in a second. He said he knew the ball had to be going to the way that guy was running. So he circled back and peeled off and went over there and made that play. And it's like, it's just instincts. I mean, mm-hmm. his football instincts are crazy. So it, it'll be interesting. If he stays healthy and he just has a knack for big plays, I would guess he would probably come out after this year. 
that's just the hunch. I haven't, you know, not going to talk about it now. Right. But, but just stay healthy. Just stay on. The just stay field. healthy. But I mean, man, if you imagine, healthy, imagine giving a Zimmer player. a player oh. like, and what Zimmer would get out of him and how he would use him. You know, if you could you could blitz him because we've seen him blitz and you know make plays that way as a pass rusher. We've seen him tackle, which you have to be as as a nickel corner for smaller guys. That family can hit too. I know. They can absolutely yeah. hit, but no, that, he's strong. He's bigger than he weighs. I looked it up. Antoine, his weight, he was uh, five nine one eighty is what the NFL listed him at. Yep. And Junior, they listed him at five ten two two o five. Okay, so he's heavier, strong, you know, more stockier, and a little bit taller. I thought, and I and obviously the TV angle was a little bit different for that. But on that play, I thought, oh, man, that's a touchdown. Yeah. And the announcer did, too, because he's like, okay, for the end zone. Yeah. And Antoine Winfield Jr. comes out of no – like, mm-hmm. just off, from off your screen to jump that thing. Those instincts are special. Yeah, he – and that's the thing. We said it along. It's like he makes the defense different. I mean, he just makes plays that makes him better. And, you know, you could tell when he's out there and when he's not. And so, yeah, I hope he stays healthy because they got to get Carter Coffin healthy. You know, he – He's dealing with something. He's not playing full time now. And he had he, a sack on Saturday. He had right? a sack and limited, much. yeah, and limited role. So um, I'm not sure what they it can't is. lose. They they can't lose Winfield again mm-hmm. to be successful, and I would say they can't lose Bateman. Those are two. Yeah, those are right now. They're two best players. Could lose your quarterback. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be good. Well, could, eh, eh. I can work a freshman in to be throwing the ball to, to those three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be ideal. I wouldn't but, love it, but I can make it work. Yeah, but yeah. But I need Bateman. Because can, can you imagine if Bateman or Johnson got, got hurt? Then they're going to get. Now you're down to two receivers, yeah. and they're both very good, but you're never going to be free. Well, imagine the tension they would draw then. Know, and that's I, the thing that's, you know, if if you're going to keep doubling Tyler Johnson, I, I think within weeks teams are going to play him more honest because Bateman's going to keep putting up big numbers. Well, but just, that's why you got to go to him too. Yeah, that's what, and, and with deep punish shots. him, make him. Yeah, yeah, but that that's what I'm saying is, I I would say that if teams continue to defend uh, Tyler Johnson like they are right now, I'm telling Bateman we're going to you three times deep per game at least. Yeah, because they've got to pay for that. Yeah, because then you're right, it loosens everything else up. Mm-hmm. Everything you, else. I, you would hope that the play action to, would be there because I mean you got to respect Rodney Smith as a runner. You know what? Send Coops. <laughs> That's right. Send Coops to PJ. Have Coops work with PJ. That's right. Coops will get this turned Koobs, around. Yeah. He got the Vikings turned around. And he'll get the Gophers turned one game. around. Yep. Uh, what, what was your assessment of the offensive line play against? It was better. Um, it was better. It, I mean, I don't know if it was because it couldn't have been much worse than it was against South. No, State. it was. I mean, I think everybody even PJ said it was very disappointing. They just got pushed around. Yeah. It just then. I just didn't think the intensity was where it needed to be in the and being physical like like we saw. Like, Wisconsin last year in the bowl game where they just punished teams. So I thought they were better. Uh, I, th- I still think they can be – there's room for improvement, but it was definitely a lot better than the opener. Um, okay. Uh-oh. In our remaining moments, <laughs> we have to at least touch on a couple things. No way. The SEC, great football <laughs> conference, full of rich tradition, oh, man. full of great football. I'm sure you're, it's full of some players who are even paid. I don't know, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, your Tennessee Vols, man. Like I yeah. feel, I feel for you because this isn't. Like, this is hard to watch. So I, I was, I was covering the, the Twins, um, right about Michael Pineda last Saturday night, and all of a sudden, I had one eye on my ESPN app just to see what the scores and. Sure. 
I saw that BYU was backed up way far down there. So I thought, yeah, we're pretty good shape here. We're going to win this one. Then all of a sudden, my phone lit up like a Christmas tree with, with text messages. Like it messages. does every time they lose. <laughs> with text messages and and just, oh, gosh. So apparently that we were supposed to be in cover three on that on that long bomb, and yeah. our players were in cover two. Yeah. And so okay, you give up a 70-yard or whatever it was, 65 So you're, you're 0-2 now with losses to uh, – Georgia State, Georgia and BYU. State, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got Chattanooga this weekend, though, which guarantees you nothing, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Where does so my? I, I was talking to. I don't know if I was talking to you about this or somebody else this week. My guess is Urban Meyer's coaching next year because he's yeah he'll get because he's yeah. Urban Meyer. Yeah, Florida State, Tennessee, USC. Where do you think he is next year? USC. I yeah. just think there's more. I think there's. Probably just the Tennessee it. fans got to be pu- pushing. Well, the problem else, is, right? is, I mean, this is year two, and I just, I mean, are you going to fire a guy after two years? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what's Willie Taggart in Florida State year two, right? Yes. Yeah. They're all compl- they're a they're, mess. Yeah, yeah. I I hate just constant starting over, but yeah, but you got to get a dominant coach. But this feels like well, I mean, that's the thing. We got turned down like seven times, eight times last time. So I mean, what what you makes you think somebody's back? Can you get your guy I, Lane? Take Lane. Play? Yeah, just think. Just think, we could have had Mike Leach. Imagine Mike Leach in the SEC with. Was that a Fulmer Ixnay? It was the the previous AD. I think because when the the Shiano thing went south, and he said, "Okay, he turned to Mike Leach," and then that's when they said, "Come back home, or you know, we're going to fire you." So it it I, I think Fulmer didn't want Leach's, you know. But imagine Mike Leach. Do you really Leach's want to stick offense. with this guy? Um, I'm losing faith. Let's say that by the week. But this, I mean, honestly, this is going to be like a three win season at this point. I know. So, but I, I hate, survive, I hate can you survive that. Uh, maybe. I mean, you're passionate about the program, so. but you're probably nowhere. You're probably like not anywhere near the top percentile of the true passionate Vols fans. Yeah, I, I, I. There might be an outcry if it, you know, if you're getting beat by fifty. The Alabama and Georgia. I mean, we didn't play Georgia yet. We lost to Georgia State. So who's out Georgia. there? So who's out there? Well, besides Urban Meyer, I mean, there's always some hot coordinate. I mean, you could throw a bunch of money at, you know, Dave Aranda at LSU, or you ever going to is, uh, what's his name, the Clemson defense coordinator? I mean, I looked it up. Dave Aranda, the defense coordinator at LSU, and uh, Brent Venables, the defense coordinator at Clemson. They make like two point five million dollars. Why would you ever want to be a head coach? Yeah, that's a good. As point. a defensive coordinator, two and a half million. What does PJ make here? Oh, uh, he just he got that bump right. Probably three. Is that right? Three and a half. SEC's place to be, my man. Two and a half million dollars. So I mean, no, I don't. You eventually one of those guys might get sick of just being a coordinator and want to be the head coach. So they'll, they'll whenever they want a job, they can have one. Um, I don't know. I. It, I, I, I wouldn't want to fire a coach after two years, though. Right. Then you're okay. Especially you, after you might la- want to pull the plug. after that 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 wonderful coaching search we had last time. Yeah, that's true. I have no faith that we would land in a better spot. That's true. Well, what what you really need now is a complete power AD yeah. to get a complete po- power coach, and then just start cheating. Yeah, just cheat. Just 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 pay people. <laughs> just, Who cares? And you know what? I'd much rather get caught in five years with my hand in the cookie jar. You'd rather take the banner down and have the memories of well, no. I wouldn't take the banner down. After what North Carolina pulled, I'd say we're not. Would taking you put the it back down. up, in yes. Williams? 
Oh, yeah. I've yeah. said that for ages. I, I would put that thing back up. When North Carolina got cleared because they were selectively, it was, they, they weren't being selective. They said, oh, we had general students cheating too. Yeah. I, I would have called back and said, unfortunately, Miss Gangelhoff has passed away, but we have confirmation that other students took that, that class as well, and she wrote their papers. Therefore, it's all on the up and up. We are putting the banner back up, and we're going to have a ceremony about it on opening night to draw people. Uh, during the Final Four, one of my Click. story ideas, one of my story ideas was to uh, do like a scavenger hunt to try to find a banner where they keep. It's supposedly it. in the basement, right? Yeah, it's in a it's in a closet somewhere, but that, I don't think they saw the humor in the in the in the column idea. Oh, I think that's a great. Oh, wait, that was a great column <laughs> idea. But I'm serious. Once once North Carolina got cleared, yeah, because it it turned out that if the general student population is cheating with the athletes, it's all good. There's still a lot of uh, residual scars over there, though, that I don't know that it'll ever happen. Oh, I'm sure it won't. I would have brought the whole team back, too, and Clem. Yeah. I, w- I would have brought him back and said, you know what? Well, they didn't. They, they, I thought they brought him back a couple years ago. They, they recognized him. back for something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the weird thing now is if that whole thing ha- happened now, what's the punishment, do you think? Um, Not as severe. And it wouldn't have be, and it would yeah. never have, like, it was deemed by the public one of the worst you, one ever. Yeah. yeah yeah now i think it'd be like oh well, well we've you, seen so much scandal you probably shouldn't yeah. have done that yeah we've seen i mean there would be you'd lose some scholarships i don't think it would it would wreck the right. department like it did so all right kind of it's a trouble chip scoggins thank you very much right, uh vikings packers on sunday we will uh, be back with you to uh rap about that game and plenty more next week talk to you